This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Brennan likes this thing. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the newest show. This isn't a one-off like the Disney episode, which uh, we got one person said they liked it. So thank you, Jason, for telling us you enjoyed the Disney uh, one-off show. But this is Mark and App presents the Wednesday Night. Wars. This is going to be a new weekly show underneath the Marking Out umbrella to talk about Wednesday nights. Because we could talk about that for an hour, and the only person out of the three of us that wants to talk for three hours about wrestling is Brandon. So I fought long and hard for this this gimmick, and we're doing it now. Marking Out presents the Wednesday Night Wars. Thank you so much for listening to this inaugural episode. Um, You can listen to this on all of your podcasting applications, MarkingOut.com. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe when you go on those major podcasting applications. Um, social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. We have merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. I thought I would be doing it myself, but he weaseled his way onto the show. Brandon, you could follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing tired as always. I'm okay. awesome as always. Good. And the reason why Brandon is tired, I think we're going to have another special episode for I, that. I just, I'm going to pull for Saturday. It's really, you're not getting much out of me for that. I know, but I think Dave is going Sunday. Who knows? Who knows if he's going? No, he is going Sunday. There's literally, you can't do anything there. Okay. Anyway, I don't care about Comic-Con right now. I care about what happened Wednesday night. Wednesday night was a huge paradigm shift in the world of professional wrestling. AEW, NXT, back-to-back, and rather than go over the entire card for AEW and then go over the entire card for NXT, we're going to go segment by segment. So you start off both shows super hot, really nice promo packages. I was a little bit more of a Mark fan for the NXT one just because Corey Taylor from (laughs) Slipknot was doing the voiceover for it, which I thought was super cool. But then again, that's the difference between NXT and AEW. AEW is this brand new product, and NXT is like, hey, listen, we've been around for a long time, and now we're crushing it. But we were always crushing it. I like that opening, too. I like both of them. Uh, the the AEW opening, though, it's just, you know those color runs? Yes. That's what it looks like to me. I did one of those color runs, and I did a video for it on uh, my YouTube channel. So. so your video, maybe they saw it and stole it. Maybe. Maybe, but like going back to the thing, like everybody is included in AEW. Maybe that's why they have all those flashes of uh, different colors and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah. But you started off both shows super hot with two... Outstanding matches. Um, AEW-wise, it was Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Obviously, Cody Rhodes picks up the win. The one thing I didn't like about this was they're like, oh, hey, we're going to do this open. Hey, it's the commentating team. And now let's send you to a video package. You should have, like, me personally, as a wrestling fan, I would have rather seen Sammy Guevara come out first, then hit the video package, and then have him in the ring for two seconds, and then hit Cody Rhodes' entrance. I think AEW's timing was off. And I'm going to put that for – because it's episode one. Absolutely. 
And I mean, you have WWE producers back there, so I know. It well, it's be still, like you know, but it's, it's still it, it still is show number one. The pyro was very weak, by the way. I know. Well, it's not WWE WWE pyro. They yeah, have a lot of money, bro. So okay, regardless, that's one prowrestlingtees.com. <laughs> I feel like we'd be saying that a lot because you are an NXT fan. You're a WWE fan. And you're going to be putting everything that AEW does underneath no, the microscope. There's very few things that I'll nitpick from last night's program. Program. Uh, outstanding match, though, between Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara getting heat, which was super important to build him as a star in AEW. You know, yeah. especially when he hit that the flip over that he almost botched. Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I like how you just gave me slack for that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, again... This is a guy that has never worked on – and uh, that, to a lot of performers too. A lot of these guys have never been on television or worked a television product before. But he's so doing flippy nerves. gimmicks. Yeah, he's doing flippy gimmicks. AEW, flippy gimmicks. So great match between them. But on the NXT side, I think – and this is my, my baby. This is my creation. I'm hitting it right here. Boom. Match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Adam Cole starting off the show hot, defending his NXT championship and defeating Matt Riddle. This could be even a match of the year candidate. This match was unbelievable. The reversals that they were doing, some of the stuff that, you know, he had him in the fireman's, had him on his shoulders, flips him up into a backbreaker. Unbelievable, this match. It was very TakeOver-esque. And I feel like this whole event was very TakeOver-esque. Yeah. But yeah. especially the first show, first time going back to back against AEW, you had to throw you had to throw the heavy hitters out there. You had to throw the punches, which was pretty sick. Um, so yeah, Adam Cole defeats Matt Riddle, and this is something that I mentioned to you was the whole cast gimmick using uh, Bob Orton esque using the cast to get the win. I don't know if his wrist is actually broken. Or yeah, that's what I don't I don't know because it seemed like after the past two weeks of uh, NXT, they've like released some weird injury report update. I think yes. they're like making it more like ESPN. Yep. But and, and I don't know if we're we're to believe any of it. <laughs> I don't know if we're getting worked. Yeah, I don't know if we're getting worked either. It's interesting. <laughs> super super interesting. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, at the end of this match, um, let's go back to the W side. Post match, you had Chris Jericho come out and just beat the ever living heck out of Cody Rhodes. It went into a commercial break, which before I that thought, you had a handshake. Yeah, a handshake between the two. Because hey, listen, he built Cody Rhodes built another star. He is your ultimate babyface of AEW, Cody Rhodes. Well, well, the whole like handshake thing it was definitely like a ploy to get Jericho. Yeah, well, we can't talk about that because that's the end of the show. We're going in chronological order here like you like to go, Brandon. Okay. We're not going by storylines. Um, but post-beatdown that went to a commercial break, they showed it on a split screen, which I thought was really awkward. because you that's, could... Yeah, that's another thing I'll nitpick. Yeah, because you could have hit the commercial break and then came back and Jericho's still trashing him. And JR been like, my God, if you're just joining us, Chris Jericho has been beating him down the entire commercial break. I would have just liked to have seen Chris Jericho attack Cody from behind, and then that's it. And then, like, yeah, but, you know, it's Chris Jericho. And then you hit the commercial. Well, yeah. I, there, I'll, if I remember to say it later, I'll say it later. To say it later. Um, on the NXT side, post-match, because I think both these matches, if I'm 
not mistaken, or if I heard correctly on other like wrestling shows I was listening to today, they both went about 20 minutes or so. Yeah, I, I know Cody's did. Yeah. Um, and Dave uh, isn't here with the timing this week. You can follow on Twitter at Dave the Rave <laughs> underscore mo. No, but Dave's that's Dave's thing. Dave like always likes to go timing wise. They, they listed on Cage Match. Yeah. Um, Post match, Adam Cole celebrating in the ring, and who comes out? None other than Finn Balor making a huge proclamation, saying that he is back to stay in NXT. I love this. I love this. We haven't seen Finn Balor since he was defeated by the Fiend at SummerSlam. This is a good reset for Finn Balor, and it's taking a big star from the WWE system and putting it on NXT. You know, they're the third brand now. I mean, all these stars are great on NXT, but now this is like the first Universal Champion, the Demon Finn Balor. We could see at TakeOvers. Love this. I'm a huge fan of this. I marked out super hard. I was actually flipping through my Twitter while watch because full disclosure, I watched AEW because I knew that I could watch and I'll talk about you know a thing things going past it. Um, but I watched AEW and I was looking in the, and I see the tweet from WWE. You know this is not a, this is not a test. Finn Balor is in the end. I was like wow, wow. I had too much see, coffee today too. I wasn't I wasn't expecting Balor. I was expecting somebody else to come out. I didn't know who I was expecting, but like the Were you expecting had... John Morrison? No. I was not expecting Jomo just yet. But the pose that Adam Cole was hitting was like way too long for it not to be interrupted. Yeah. And then Ballard, like you hear the I was like, What? And yeah. This was like this must have been like two in the morning. And I like I, I could actually tell you the exact time it happened because I called. It was one forty nine a.m. when it happened. Oh, <laughs> when I when I ended up first seeing it, I called Dave because we were like texting, and then he didn't answer the phone. I guess he like fell asleep in between that because because I was like marking the hell out for that. Yeah. Um. After uh, then, let's go back to eight. this. Is gonna be really confusing. People are gonna and also it. by the way, he cuts like a, he cuts a promo kind of like warning Adam Cole that he's back. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's challenging but, Adam Cole for the title. But I feel like now this world title picture, the NXT title picture, is going to be very busy. And we'll talk about that when we get to the end of the show. About to get some serious three-way action at the next TakeOver. Or maybe four-way action. Oh. You never know. But next oh. up on the giggity-giggity-giggity-goo. John Morrison. John Morrison. Um, next up on the AEW side. MJF defeats Brandon Cutler. Quick squash match. Three minutes and 30 seconds. Makes him tap out. The only thing I took out of this was MJF is going to be another monster heel in AEW. Even though he has this relationship with Cody Rhodes. You know, I still like he's going to be he's going to be a great heel and he's going to be a big asset to AEW. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Tees is currently selling the AEW is Jericho t-shirt. Okay. But... There needs to be an MJF is AEW t-shirt because yeah. he like of the whole show as like a whole. That's what it means when I say the whole show. I thought MJF was the best part. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, we can nitpick about botches and stuff like that. I know Dave said he wasn't impressed with all Brandon Cutler. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it it kind of almost seems like a young buck favor. I essentially, it's that's very it strange. It's very strange. I don't mind Cutler in the ring or whatever, but it's very odd. 
Yes. Um, because because he was kind of like thrusted into a spotlight when most of the mainstream didn't know him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, he was. It's a squash match, essentially, what it was. You know, he got yeah. a little bit of offense, but still, MGF picks, picks up the. He calls the finisher the salt of the earth. I believe so. I believe so. Gets the win. Um, we'll stay on the eight, even, eight. Even the uh, the press junket he did after. Oh, yeah, I sent you that. Yeah, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, outstanding. Um, keep on the AEW side because after this was a whole bunch of promos where you had uh, you know a tag team promo you could say with Kevin Smith and Jason Muse hyping up the new Jane Silent Bob reboot to get bumped off by Angelico and Jack Evans then get then get bumped off by Private Party. It, it annoyed me in that segment where they're interviewing them. And Kevin Smith is like, oh, who's this? And the person interviewing them goes, oh, I have no idea. Yeah. How do you work for the company and not know who the talent is? That yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah, I know. And that unless, guy, unless Chris I Van Vliet. Who's that guy? Chris Van Vliet or whatever his name is? I forget. Oh, that was him? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he's been making his rounds on the uh, podcast uh, scene now, recently. Now he's AEW. Now he's AEW. Um, but then right after this, it was like, then right after this, it was an SCU promo of them in front of the White House with Scorpio Which Sky. Like SCU, as Scorpio, I should say, doing the Barack Obama. Nailed it. That was really funny. Nailed it. Hilarious. So good. Um, but then it's like, right after this, they cut to another promo with SCU on the stage. Like, why wouldn't you, like, if WWE do that, people would be trashing it. I, for me, it was just like, why would they do a one SCU promo back back to, with, with another SCU promo? Well, yeah, no, I see. But where else would you have fit in that White House promo? You could have done it between. Uh, I'll, I'll wait till wait till I get there because you know well, that's I, another thing I, that I irked think, me on here. I think that would have had to have aired first, regardless, which is two pro wrestling teams like I'm such marking out. out. Um, and, and and they got cut off by the Lucha Bros, right? Yes, they did. Hyping up next week starts the big tag team tournament. Um, and then let's fl- flip back over to the NXT side because see, about the same time you had the same thing. You ran you ran a, a video package for the Shayna Baszler Candice LeRae match, um, and then you had Velveteen Dream come out. Velveteen Dream and make a strong case for a challenge against Roderick Strong for the North American Championship. I, I loved him asking all the women <laughs> their opinions or whatever. Yeah, and they're just like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. I do. One of those women looked like uh, Tegan Knox. I was like, is that Tegan Knox? It could but be. I mean, I, I I I don't think it is. They they did a hype up for her on the show also. Um, but yeah, also you know they announced it's going to be Drew Gulak defending what I think is now the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I think that's what I heard, and I that's marked what Ryan, out. That's what Ryan Satin of uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet said. Do we know it's true? Two hundred five Live still a thing, so yeah. So I yeah, I mean it'll be under the umbrella of NXT. NXT banner, I guess. Yeah. So I I, I marked out that we were going to have some two hundred five action on the product next week because people have been sleeping on that show. I know, and I think this is Leo Rush's big coming out party. Maybe next week. I think this is his like reclaim to fame. You could say. Yeah, there's a definite definite possibility that he'll be walking out next Wednesday as the new champion. I don't want it because I'm a big fan of Drew Gulak, but regardless, yeah. that's three. Prowrestlingtees.com/slash/marketout. Um, 
next up, we'll go back to AEW. Outstanding match. Pac versus Adam Page. Pac defeating Adam Page. So you kind of see this kind of fall from grace now between at, from Adam Page, you know, losing the championship match, losing to Pac. Uh, Pac hitting the sick black arrow on Adam Page's back and then hitting the brutalizer, which I thought was awesome. Um, and I'm a big fan of Pac. This, uh, for yeah, well, WWE screwed up royalty, royally, not royalty, royally. And uh, this surely has to be the end of this, like, feud, right? Of sorts. Yeah, I think this is just this. It's a one-off match. Adam Page is going to do his thing. Pac's going to go do his thing. I, I would love for there to be, like, rankings or something so we know who's where in the divisions. Yeah, well, I think next week... And once people, you know, because there's, there's so many guys that weren't on AEW this week. You didn't have best friends. You didn't have Joey Janela. Yeah. You didn't have Darby Allen. So once you start seeing this, I feel like that would be a cool, like, midway through the show. Hey, everybody, let's take a look at our uh, ranking, our singles rankings and our tag team rankings and stuff like that. You get a sponsor behind it. You know, it would be pretty cool to Cracker Barrel power uh, rankings, you know? I thought it was kind of hokey when they were even, like, building Cody up. Like, oh, he might not be facing Jericho. Yeah, in, the pro- in that promo. I guess, like, if he lost the match, then he would have been out of the match or something. Okay. So now after this, uh, there's a lot more that happened on NXT. So you had Io Shirai defeat Mia Yim. These two ladies were in a four-way match last week, which was two weeks ago, which is out of this world. Io Shirai picking up the victory. It wouldn't be a marking out episode if we didn't say picking up the victory. (laughs) Uh, You had Johnny Gargano, who is, you know, your baby face of NXT defeating Shade Thorne. Which is really cool that uh, Shane Thorne is still being used. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice, it's nice to see that. And it's nice that he's not just like sitting on the sideline. or I mean, he's still kind of, I don't want to say enhancement talent, because it was a really good match. Yeah. And, John, and Johnny Gargano, your big uh, baby face of NXT. And it was good, especially on this first episode, to get him off. Oh, um, I want to I <laughs> pop... <laughs> Wow. Um, I want to pop forward. I want to pop. I'm going to pop forward before I go back. Um, you had Pete Dunne showcasing him again, which I love. I'm a big fan of Pete Dunne defeating Danny Birch. But then post-match, you had D- uh, Damian Priest run in and attack, uh, and attack Pete, Dunne. Pete Dunne. So maybe that'll set up for a couple weeks down the road because next week, you know, they're already – Spitting out matches left and right, you're going to see Walter versus Kushida. You know, I mentioned the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match, so you're going to have you already have a stack card already for next week. I was definitely not expecting to see Danny Burch in that position. Yeah, I mean, well, you saw Arnie Lorcan, you know, two weeks ago, or was yeah, it? Yeah, uh, two weeks, I think. Yes, last week or something. And then, and then that the arrow shot that Damian Priest does. Yeah, I thought that. I think I, I, I like that. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Now, I want to jump back, but I want to go back to AEW. You had your finals of, I mean, you had your AEW Women's Championship match when Riho defeated Nyla Rose, uh, first ever AEW Women's Champion. What a brutal match. This woman put it all on the line. I didn't understand why Nyla Rose kept going for chairs. Like, is there no... Is there a no DQ? Maybe. I'm not too sure. But maybe I guess it's because it's a championship match and they needed to crown somebody and there couldn't be a disqualification. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. 
I know they didn't say anything in the beginning of the match, um, but the Swanton to the outside that Nyla Rose took, I thought it was fantastic. And the I fact feel like that she caught Rio. That was amazing. It, but, yeah. Amazing. What a and then hit her with the backbreaker. I thought she was gonna like throw her over her shoulders or something like that. Um but I thought that was outstanding. Um I I was surprised that Rio won, but uh I'm very happy. Huge, huge pop. I think that was one of the pops, the biggest pops of the night was her winning. Because yeah, it, it, I think that, the... that, that match, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm on like a roll here, too much coffee right now. That match told a story. You know, you had this big, gigantic, savage beast in Nyla Rose, Rio, who looks like she's like 65 pounds soaking wet, and like the brutality that she kept coming over, and people started getting behind her, and now they kind of built another star. Did it seem like the fans were the most into this match than any other? I feel like you're absolutely right. Because they, I guess they were all thinking that Nyla Rose was going to win, and the shock value of little Rio winning was uh, was uh, surprising to them. The title is uh, really funny to see a title like that in 2019. Why? It, well, it's really small. I, I feel like that's something of the the era of the 60s and yeah, okay, 50s. I understand. I understand completely. Um, but post match, Nyla Rose was not happy. She ended up trying to beat up. Rio, which I, I missed. I missed what Nakazawa was saying. Oh, he was trying to translate for her. Oh, and then okay. he got beat up. He almost botched a power bomb. He almost got dropped on his neck. Yeah, which was real bad. I was sitting there. I was like, <laughs> I was in Penn Station. I was like, oh goodness. Oh yeah, that's right. You watched a lot of it in Penn Station. It was so weird, like because it was literally on every TV when I walked in. I was trying to avoid everything, and then it was just in every TV, on every TV, and people were like in their conversations, but their eyes were on the TVs. And I, I don't think they were wrestling fans. That's why I said, like, this kind of, like, kind of transcended everybody. Like, my buddy Andrew texted me last night. My, Ange, I call him Ange, Andrew, whatever. Regardless, that's 3 com slash barking out. Um, he texted me. Like, he doesn't watch wrestling anymore. He'll watch, like, here and there. And he texted me. He's like, are you watching AEW? I'm like, yeah, I'm watching AEW. He's like, Tony Schiavone's here? I'm like, that's yeah. What, you know, it's like, what, that was a big selling point for Mike, the fact that it was uh, Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, and he goes, oh, but uh, like, I don't know these people, so it's kind of cool that I could like watch this from the start or whatever. I was like, you could do the same. You don't know anybody in NXT. <laughs> yeah. You could do the same thing. But that, that's, that was a big selling point for a lot of people is that there's no – there's no Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross in it. Yeah, and it's like, oh my God, Tony Schiavone. I remember him from WCW. I think, by the way, of the commentary team, Tony Schiavone was a complete star of the team. Absolutely. Well, he was always amazing in WCW. Yes. Just, we haven't heard him in forever. 20 years, 20 years later. Still great. Yeah. Still great. On the NXT side, you had what a hard hitting match this was. Shayna Baszler picking up the oh. victory. Did Britt Baker do anything after the match? I think she ran down. I forget. Make the save, maybe? Make, she no, was on, Kenny I know she was on commentary. Right. Kenny, Kenny Omega did. Kenny Omega made the save, and that was a quib of mine. Did they even mention the fact that they like teamed for like a few matches recently in Japan? Or I no? don't – no, they didn't. That, it makes but no sense. But apparently like the whole women's division and all the Joshis and everything like that are involved is like all Kenny Omega's project. But like mention that. Say something like that. Yeah. Give story to that. Give a reason why, why, when, why, if, if, you, if somebody's tuning in for the very first time, why is this man who I don't know 
or Kenny Omega running down to the ring to save this girl? Are they together? Are they in a relationship? What's the deal? Yeah. It's just like, oh, Kenny Omega's making save, and then all the marks are joist. And then it goes into his match, right? If I'm not mistaken. Which I didn't like, because Kenny Omega goes to the back. He's, like, all concerned and stuff like that. And then it went right into his match. He comes in, he's like, yeah, we're the elite. We're so cool. That's when you should have done that second SEU promo. He's, like, doing two completely different SEU promos. So then you kind of keep SEU in your head about it. Also, are they heels or faces? Who, SEU? Yeah. I think they're supposed to be heels, but, you know, the marks. uh, Yeah. Because they're, like, saying this is the worst town I've ever been in. People are like, yes, he said that about my town. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Now let's go back to NXT. Shayna Baszler, hard-hitting match, beats Candice LeRae. Um, Did you think maybe Candice was about to Several times. Several times. When she hit the Miss LeRae's wild ride. That they, you know, Mara Ronaldo just goes, Swagging that break out of that second rap. <laughs> and I love Mara Ronaldo, don't get me wrong, for making fun I, of him, but he's just, he's uh, outstanding. He's so good. Uh, I forget what reference I heard from him last night that I was like, uh, what is this? What am I hearing? <laughs> what is this? Um, but yeah, no, great hard-hitting match. I, I could have seen, that. like, that would have been a huge thing for me. It's like, oh, Shayna Baszler, you know, lost the NXT title, and they, like, promoted it, too. He's like, oh, this month is her one-year anniversary of having the title, which is crazy. So. And I I know it would be kind of hokey, but I feel like there would have been a good moment to have somebody from the main roster step up. Maybe. Maybe. And I don't want to – I shouldn't be saying main roster. Triple H told me so. (laughs) Every – Three rosters are main rosters now. Yeah. every Well, they're all the main roster. Triple H yeah. even said it. He's like, yep, this is the third roster now. So what up? So if, if there were to be somebody from Raw or SmackDown to step up to Baszler, who do you, I who mean, do you think it could be? I would love to see when she comes back from injury, Ruby Riot. That'd be cool. I... Mm, but I don't think that'd be big enough. I don't think it would be big enough either, but for the NXT crowd, especially would, that small niche crowd in Florida, they would appreciate that. See, it sucks that Natty, they like they focus so heavily on hard training with Baszler and all them because I think she would have been a good person to put there. I agree. I agree. So, Even though she's got her god-awful storyline with Lacey Evans. <laughs> Even though Lacey Evans, you bring her to NXT. Uh, well, I mean, well, people would have, let's not sour the product just yet. (laughs) Oh, relax. Um, but you have so much other female talent in NXT that you could step up to the plate. You know, last week they focused for 15 seconds on Chelsea Green and, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, you know, maybe make one of them. You never, you don't know what's going on. So, which by the way, I like two women matches on this show. I liked it too. You know, uh, this NXT had six matches, AEW had five. But I feel like, uh, to me, when I was watching it, AEW was longer. And just because it was like match after match after match after match in NXT, everything flowed a little bit more. But again, it's growing. A- AEW felt more like I was just watching another one of their random pay-per-views. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Um, let's go to the main events. Let's start with AEW first. You have the team of Jericho and his surprise mystery tag team partners in LAX or they're calling them Ortiz and Santana. I don't know if they have a tag team name. 
which was announced the night we recorded the Disney podcast. Yes, it was. The uh, Disney Experience. The Disney Experience. Picking <sighs> up the victory over the Elite. This match was just wild. Because you had mid-match John Moxley coming out and taking out Kenny Omega, giving him the Death Rider through a glass table, which was a which full was a really glass. Cool, cool spot. Oh, it was amazing. It was. I just don't get it. Why don't you get it? Well, because where are the rules? I know. I guess there's no DQs. They're, they're not. They're not doing that ten count after a tag. I I, I have no idea. I, I spoke to somebody at Comic Con today. They were wearing an Elite T-shirt and. They said maybe it's because they're, it's like more like a lax New Japan style of rule. Okay. But still, I don't know how. I don't know how you like you. I need explanation as to how it was how it wasn't a disqualification. Somebody else who was not in the match came into the match and started attacking somebody from the match. Yeah, it's like it, and it. I like that spot though because now you can build up to like a no rules match to at full gear between Moxley and Moxley and uh, Omega. So just a normal singles match in AEW's books. Uh, such, uh, we don't know. Like, you know, they, they say, well, I, yeah, I was joking. Well, I, I need rules. I need to see the specific rules. When WWE referees do it, I call it out and I get angry and, and I shouldn't. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, but, yeah, so then after the match, after the sick Judas effect, I love that finisher. I dislike it so much. Um, then you have Sammy Guevara run in to attack Cody Rhodes. Then you have Dustin Rhodes run in. And then out of nowhere, you have Jack Swagger, formerly known as Jack Swagger, now Jake Hager come in and destroy Dustin Rhodes, putting in a powerbomb through a table. So now it looks like you have this big heel stable fronted by Jericho, you have your muscle and Jake Hager, up-and-coming guy in Sammy Guevara, and then your tag team in LAX, to maybe you could say counter, count, kind of counter the elite. And people went nuts, nuts for Jack Swagger. It, they gave him, he might have had a louder pop than Moxley did at Double or Nothing. Yeah. I, where, like... I, I always liked Jack Swagger, but where is that? Co- like, could it have been anybody? Like Adam Rose in that position? Anybody? Imagine it was Adam Rose. <laughs> but like, like who else? Who else was like uh, somebody that like was released from WWE that's just been like nowhere? Like, could that have been like a huge freaking pop for Muhammad Hassan? <laughs> Seriously, like where, where were you guys cheering when he was in WWE? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, you got over the whole We the People stuff. Maybe they weren't cheering as loud. It, it made no. It was it was crazy. I don't know, but I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. I'm excited to see if they're going to name the stable, what they're going to do with it. Um, I was I it's, I've seen Cody in the the news sites and everything wanting to purchase the rights, the name, everything for uh, War Games. Um. I would like to see a, like a, a I don't know obviously they're not going to be able to call it war games but I'd like to see some sort of war games match between the the two teams. Yeah, it'd be brutal. Uh, Meltzer drivers off the top of the cage, um, and then switching back over to NXT. Well, no, because they'd have the roof on it. Oh, true. But Cody wanted it to be the exact way. Ah, okay. Although I think maybe some in in WCW didn't have the roof. All right. Some All people right. say roof. Rough. Weird. 
Rough, rough. Rough. That's rough. what Dog says, rough. All right, let's switch back over to NXT. I feel like I kind of rushed through this, but I'm kind of just excited. Last night what was awesome. What are we at? 34? Uh, we're at 31 minutes. Mm. Hmm. We could have done this on the regular podcast. Hmm. <laughs> we could save this and edit it. <laughs> no, just forget that. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just I made this picture of the week for no, for no reason. Maybe um, we could just take it the picture of the week. No. Undisputed Era successfully defeating their defending their NXT tag team titles against the Street Profits. Street Profits are awesome. Street I- Profits. They had their celebrity entrance with Wale, who I still. I was like, oh, we're. I'm going to finally see if he's like a musician or something. And then he just comes out and says, when I say street, you say profits. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? I don't, that doesn't do anything for me. I don't know. He wasn't, he was just saying like, Ugh. we bought the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I have no idea if he's like a recording artist and I've heard of him. I have one of his albums. Because of, what? Yeah. You have a Wale album? I do. Wale. Why do you have a Wale album? Because it's a good album. We're, like from what era? What like? I don't know. Let me look at my my Apple Music. Did you did you like know Wale before all like the Wally Mania stuff? Oh yeah, absolutely. What? I have I have attention deficit from two thousand nine. Imagine I type Wale into my iTunes right now and he's there. It's like when okay. you know when you two gave everybody their new album. And it was just in yeah. your, in your like iTunes. Everyone, yo, Wally's <laughs> not actually an artist, but everyone has his album on on their iTunes. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't have Wally. I thought this match was awesome, though. My God, I do have Wally. <laughs> really? <laughs> on one on one song, it's a, a Stephen Marley song. Oh, that's funny. Featuring Wally. That's crazy. That's I'm, really funny. I'm gonna listen to Wally on my way to the. Uh... On, 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 on your way to send in the clowns. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to see Joker right after this, folks. It's a huge debate. I don't know if people are like bringing their children to and and getting like, oh my god, this is not a children's film. Well, it's not a children's film, but I'm hearing that like AMC has banned people from wearing face paint to the movie. Well, because, yeah, why? Because appara- apparently thought... everybody's freaking out now that there's going to be another mass shooting. Yeah, why is that? Because uh, because that's what happened with the Batman film. Or... Yeah, that's what happened with the Batman film. So, and like there's gonna be undercover cops in the movie theater i'm yeah, like I okay okay i'm like i guess i shouldn't be sneaking my beers in <laughs> are you going to an amc i am going to an amc oh well be careful oh i'm gonna be very careful oh my headphones just fell off all right so let's talk about the main event of nxt i thought it was awesome the street profits are an outstanding an outstanding tag team i love angelo dawkins and i fi- and i'm finally happy that he's finally getting the rub that he deserves i did not realize he's been in the system since 2012. Yeah, he's been in for a long time, and now it's finally working for him. That is absolutely insane. Dude, this match, I was like, I'm like, there's no way the Street Profits are winning. And then, like, the next second, I'm like, are the Street Profits about to win? Montez Ford doing the dive over the turnbuckle? Yeah, see, that's some 205 Live stuff that you don't get on the NXT brand or the or Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. But, uh, Even yes. though he's not a two hundred five live competitor, but that's they you they do that on those rosters. Yeah, but after the match, undisputed era wins with the total elimination type. They call it the high low. It's kind of the same thing as the total elimination. You have everybody. You have everybody celebrating. Roger Strong comes out to help pick up the win. 
Then you have Adam Cole come out, celebrate on the entranceway, and who comes out? None other than former NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. But I like the interaction here because he didn't care about Adam Cole first. He was just caring about Goldie, circling yeah. him, and then looked up at Adam Cole. So now, as I said earlier, with Finn Balor being there, now you have Adam Cole. This world title, this NXT World Championship picture is getting a little busy. See, in that instance, I I thought it was weird because Adam Cole was in point A and, and the other three were in point B. And I was like, okay, so clearly someone's going to come out here as well. And I, if if Kevin Owens wasn't intertwined with that Shane McMahon storyline, I thought like it could have a hundred percent been him, and then they drop Cole. Yeah, and then he becomes the leader of Undisputed Era. Um, nah, that wouldn't happen. I, I you mean, need you need you have to like now that Champ is yeah, coming but then back. That, that is coming back as a baby face. Up. Well, yes, but then that would have shot up Cole to be like the extreme baby face. But no, you have Johnny Gargano as your extreme Gargano's, baby face. Yeah, but he's no longer in the title picture. I know, but he's still, he'll be back there. Who's your fourth guy? I would say Johnny Gargano, maybe. Kind of blend all of them in. Johnny Gargano's like, oh, hey, I want a freaking title shot. I'm Johnny freaking wrestling. Or you, the next takeover, that's when you bring John Morrison in. You have Johnny freaking wrestling while well, I'm Johnny... Uh, I hope he comes back with his theme song. Yeah, you think so? Hey, no, I don't know. Please. Dude, if he doesn't, that all these newer theme songs that WWE's putting out, I don't know. I demand to know who's doing them because they're so bad. They're awful. Like, I don't know who's doing Hawkins and Ryder's theme song. I don't know who's doing any of these. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that was or both. That CFO, was... Hawkins and Ryder, I have no idea. So that was both those shows. Brandon. In your opinion, who had the better show? I liked I, I liked NXT more. And then people would say, like, oh, you're an NXT mark. Yes, I am. But I just – I liked it more. I would give uh, AEW Dynamite a B- and I would give NXT an A-. Minus. I feel, a B plus. Sorry, not a B-, B-, minus, a B plus. I feel like they were two totally different shows. I liked the matches a little bit more in NXT, but – the presentation, making it such a big atmosphere like a Monday Night Raw, SmackDown type thing for AEW, I loved. I thought it was spectacular. Which I thought, like, at one point, AEW did, like, a pan over, like, a purpose, like, on purpose, like, pan over a bunch of chairs that were just empty. I know. I thought that was just, like, and I was, I was like, like, oh, God. And I, I questioned it. I'm like, hey, like, why would you do that? And then I'm like, did they do that to be like, we don't care that there are empty seats like a ton of empty seats yeah i don't know I... and it's it's so strange because it's just two different dynamics like you said like one's this giant arena where wwe probably hosts events versus a very small studio that's just like super loud throughout the entire show uh, bully ray i was listening to busted open today and bully ray made a great point it was about its perception Perception in AEW is this big, ginormous, huge product, whereas NXT is this kind of small niche type thing. So, like, and he said, he's like, if Vince McMahon sees this and the ratings reflect so, you'll see NXT touring soon. You know, because you want to have that big feel to to work with AEW. But then it's like, where, 
like where what how many seat venue how many seats are we talking for NXT if that were to happen? Do you think they could sell out an Nassau Coliseum on a Wednesday night? I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, for right now, I'm fine with it being this small thing. Well, that's the same thing. Like, in the same instance, does AEW – I mean, I'm sure they could sell out. I don't know. I'm Given the Monday night – not Monday night, the Wednesday night wars, perhaps maybe NXT could sell out a Coliseum. Well, maybe guess. they maybe they do half the garden and and sell that out. Yeah, we'll it's see. not like if you offer the tickets as many tickets as you offer, it's it's sold out. Sold out is what you offer. You can close the three hundreds. Yeah, tarp them off or whatever you have to do. Give me that. But like, then what would distinct NXT weekly from a takeover if they're doing the same thing? Yes, a hundred percent. That's what I'm like. If these first three weeks are like these insane shows, where are we going to take over? Yeah. I, I think Triple H said in an interview, maybe TakeOver will gain more matches, and rightfully so. Absolutely. If you're doing two hours a week instead of one hour a week, you know, you have to expand your match your matches, but then you have to you can't have a five match card, you're gonna have to have a seven match card. Yeah, seven and then, or your, and then your pre show that's usually an hour long. Well, pre-show, in what sense? Pre-show as in, like, the next week's taping? Because that wouldn't exist. That wouldn't exist. But, like, pre-show, you know how they do, like, the hour-long pre-show before an NXT takeover? Like, hey, guys, what's the haps? Yeah, you see, I love, <laughs> did you watch the pre-show for NXT? I, I, where where did it air? I didn't know. Uh, on I, the I network. I wasn't able to, obviously. But, I, I yeah, I haven't even, like, turned on the network. I literally, it's just been, like, I watched, I got home from Carrie Underwood, went to... Uh, watch NXT in full, watched AEW, the parts that I missed, and then went to sleep and then woke up at 7 for Comic-Con. Yeah, but I um, it was on the network, and Triple H, they're interviewing Triple H, and Sam Roberts is there. He's like, hey, Triple H, nice to see you. He goes, hey, Sam, thanks for cutting your hair. I appreciate it. <laughs> I also, I'm a huge fan of the fact that they did watch along with Yeah, this. which I thought was cool. Obviously, I didn't watch that, but... I think Watch Along is one of the best products that they've offered. So that's cool. And they also started um, WWE The Bump. I think yes. it's to be like every Wednesday on social media or whatever at like 10 a.m. And that, this first episode, had Seth Rollins on, but it also had a call-in from Adam Cole. Which is cool. So maybe we could see something. I don't I – don't, you think? Could we see something between the two of them? Probably, maybe, never, no? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, ratings-wise, though, AEW took uh, the cake. I'm looking at the ratings right now. It was, last night, the second highest demographic between people from 18 to 49. Uh, it got a 1.4, so that's uh, 1,400,000 watchers, where NXT only got 890. Do you think that was because it was the first AEW show, or do you think this is going to be a consistent thing now? It's it very interestingly could be because it was the first show. The person that I spoke to at Comic Con said that he's literally never watched NXT. Yeah, that could be a thing again. And uh, he's just like an AEW sort of guy. He's just going to like go all in. No pun intended. Well, yes, pun intended. Pun fully intended. <laughs> Come on. Yes, 100%. So. Uh, it's very interesting. Like I was shocked to hear 
somebody say I've never watched NXT. I was like, dude, not even like, not even a takeover. Yeah. Because like takeovers are like where it's at. Like forget about, I don't know, Money in the Bank or Hell in a Cell. Okay. It's coming up. It's coming up this weekend. Yeah, Hell in a Cell is coming up this weekend. And on marking out 452, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the interesting Raw that we had on Monday. We're going to talk about SmackDown. But thank you, everybody, for listening to the first episode of Marking Out Presents the Wednesday Night Wars. We'll have these every single Thursday for you. If it's just me, if it's just Brandon, if it's no, it's not going to be just Dave. Ever. <laughs> oh, um, I was going to say, it's definitely not about to just be me. Yeah. Hey, listen, you did a great – no, I don't want eating with Brandon to be a Wednesday Night War. This is my gimmick. You don't know what people want to hear on the Wednesday Night Wars. You don't know what people want to hear either. I could start. I could start my own podcast to talk about other like ABC shows. Good, talk you about should the network, talk about the networks between uh, the the fighting between Fox and ABC. You should. I I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> So until next week, thank you very much for listening to this inaugural episode. You can go to markingout.com to listen to all other episodes of ours, our Disney our Disney episode, which was fantastic. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, instagram.com slash markingout11, youtube.com slash markingout11. Email us, markingout1 at gmail.com. Me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And until Saturday, when we drop another episode this week, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.